When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is based and inspired and has now been going four years. Hard to believe. Lisa Goitz has been with us right from the beginning. She's the, the engine behind the show. The engine. Producer, yes, the producer of our program. And I am actually uh, doing today's program from Naples, Florida, because oh. I, I am on a book tour for my new book, The Little Liar, which just came out a couple weeks ago, and I have been basically on the move and on the run. It's one of the reasons we've missed some weeks here, because it's almost impossible to get to the apparatus to be able to do the show. Uh, yep. But it has been an incredible experience. I wrote a novel uh, about a little boy whose honesty is used against him and how it follows him for 40 years as he tries to seek forgiveness and love from his from his family and from the girl who always loved him even when he was little and it's a story about redemption it's a story about forgiveness it's a story about hope it's a story about truth uh and the book is called the little liar and i i have to say that being out here on the road has been a great experience in and of itself even with regard to tuesdays with maury so when i speak and wherever we go on the road, we, we talk about, you know, I go up and speak. I, it's not a, like a book signing tour. I go out and actually do like a, an hour-long speech. I talk about The Little Liar. I talk about, you know, I read from it and I share some of the stories about it, the themes from it. And at every point, Lisa, in the uh, talk, mm -hmm. I say, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about forgiveness now because forgiveness is a huge part of The Little Liar and a uh, big theme of the characters. And I say, I know something about forgiveness because I had a really good teacher. His name was Maury Schwartz. And every time I say that, you can feel like a ripple in the audience. Ah. Uh, of, of, oh, oh mm, okay, okay. I see smiles. I see uh -huh. people nodding like, okay, we're getting to the Maury part now. <laughs> it's just kind right. of, you know, <laughs> it's really beautiful. And I have to tell you, folks, and, I, and this is just going to be a short podcast because, you know, we're in the, the middle of racing out. I'm actually doing it at an airport in an office, and then we're, we're flying oh, on to another city. But I, I so wanted to do this because I want to thank the people who come out and see me uh, on these tours, who, who come out to meet me and stand in long lines at bookstores or at speeches or whatever, all to share with me some small anecdote about how Maury and the book Tuesdays with Maury somehow affected them. Now, I know a lot of well-known authors. Um, you know, I, I play in a band of authors with some really high-profile guys and have for the last 25, 26 years. So I don't mean guys. I say guys, meaning men and women. Uh, Stephen King, 
Amy Tan, Dave Barry, Ridley Pearson, Scott Turow, Greg Isles, uh, James McBride, uh, Frank McCourt played with us, many, many, many more. Uh, and Carl these are Hyacin, people, didn't he yeah, play with you before? Yeah, there's been a ton. My guy. And, and, and these people, we talk about our experiences on the road. And obviously, you know, somebody like Stephen King has way more readers than I do in terms of numbers. And, and, and I'm sure if he goes to a book sign or wherever, the line can be 10 times the size of the line that I'm going to necessarily see. But I never hear them talk about their readers talking to them about how the books that they wrote changed their life. And I hear that all the time. And I want to say to all of you who come up to me or who, who would come up to me if you had the chance, that I don't take that lightly. That means a lot to me, and I, I take it very, very seriously. If you are writing a book that, that people are going to say is, changes your life, then what you write next you need to be careful about too because people are, are looking to you for you know, mm-hmm. some kind of guidance or some kind of influence. And, and not that I deserve that or warrant that, but you have to recognize that if that's what it is, then you're responsible for it. And yep. so the number of people who say, I didn't talk to my brother for years until I read Tuesdays with Maury, and I called him up immediately, or my father was dying from cancer, and when I read your book, you know, it gave me a new perspective, or we read it together, or after I lost my wife you know, at a young age, I, I didn't want to go on, and then... I read Tuesdays with Maury and the part about death ends a life, but not a relationship. And it, it, it opened my eyes to it. I mean, there are people who are telling me this through tears. They're telling me this shaking, you know, as they recall things, they take out photos and they, and they show their photos to me. They, they, they hand me letters that are, they're saying, I, I, I can't say everything I want to say. Will you please read this? And I read these letters uh, on the plane ride home and they're uh, so emotional and they're so moving and I, I don't know how to say thank you. I mean, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what form of thank you is appropriate. There, it doesn't seem like there's a big enough thank you. It doesn't seem like there's a word that's, that's large enough to um, express the gratitude that I feel or the humility that I feel when people tell me these things. Because I, it's not like I sit in a room and set out to let me change somebody's life. I don't know what that yeah. means. I, I wouldn't even begin to know what that means. But in some way, these, these books that I've written, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, I hear that a lot about, too. The Stranger in the Lifeboat, which I just wrote you know, just before The Little Liar, I hear that about, too. For whatever reason it is and whatever gift I've been, been, been blessed with uh, to create stories that, that move people, I want to tell all of you how much that means to me uh, when you come up and, 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 and tell me that. And there are times when I sit at that little table, wherever it is, it'll be in a hallway or it'll be in a room or it'll be off to the side or it'll be in a bookstore and you get a moment's pause lisa like you've just talked to 50 people who have all told you how much your books move them or something about maury or something about a lesson that maury said or whatever and then you get a break in the line you know someone's Mm -hmm. fidgeting with something for a moment you get this you get this break and you're you're able to say to yourself i am so lucky i'm so blessed like you just take a breath in and out. You go, this is just amazing. And and the only thing I wish is that, like, I wish that Maury was there, that he right, could see what see. was going on. Yeah, yeah, to see what an influence he had on people. Yeah. So many years later. So many years later. 
so many years later. And I, I came upon this. You know, we often play clips from my conversations with Maury back along his bedside, you know, every Tuesday. And I came upon this one that we haven't played before that kind of is a, a precursor to what was going to happen to me. He talked about how he was being interviewed by a friend of his on a show who asked him a very startling question once he found out that Maury had ALS and that Maury has decided that he's got not going to go into a shell, not going to withdraw, not going to be bitter or angry, but instead to live as long and as well and as influentially as he could. And this is what Maury said. So I decided I want to live. So Paul asked me this zinger of a question. Why did you want to choose a living? So I stopped and thought. I said, well... First of all, there are a lot of loving relationships that I had that I want to continue. A lot of things that I want to teach that I think is worth teaching. A lot of things I want to learn that are worth learning. There's a lot of love I have to give to other people who come into my orbit, a lot of compassion. And then I said, finally, when you're dead, you're dead a long, long time. So you like that crack. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a great little quote because it kind yeah. of sums up what Maury did, what he was like in his teaching, and it, it kind of sums up how I feel too. Like if you say, well, why, why do you keep writing? You know, why do you write these types of books? Um, why do you write books that, that have some kind of meaning or you try to move the audience or try to get them to you know, take something away from it. Why, why didn't you write a, I don't know, a spy thriller or a murder mystery or something like that? And a lot of what I find, I, I tell myself, is a lot of what Maury said. First of all, there's a lot of loving relationships that I want to continue. That's relationships that I have with, with my readers and with my audience and the people who mm-hmm. are listening to us right now. There are a lot of things that I want to teach that I think are worth teaching. I finally reached the age where I feel like, okay, I'm old enough to do a little teaching now. Most of my life, I just kept feeling like I was a student. And when I say most of my life, I mean like into my early 60s. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I don't mean, you know, when I, until I was 31. I mean, through my 30s, through my 40s, through my 50s. People always, uh, after Tuesdays with Maury, come up to me sometimes and they make a mistake. They say, you know, Maury, I want to, and I would say, I'm, I'm not Maury. Remember, I'm the stupid one. I'm the one asking the question. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got, I got that wrong. I never felt like Maury. I always felt like Mitch. I always felt like I was the, the student asking the naive questions or the simple questions. Or the, and, and, and that Maury, I was looking for people like Maury to give me good answers, to give me more advice, to make me smarter, you know. And I finally reached that point in my life where I say, all right, I, I've seen enough now. I've been around enough. I've experienced enough. I've gone through enough. With, with death, with dying, with kids, and life, you know, all the sort of elements of the spectrum that maybe I do have some things that I want to teach now and yep. I think are worth teaching. Then, as Maury said, there's a lot of things I want to learn that are worth learning. That's still feel true for me 100% at 
I mean, I, I still want to keep continue to learn from people, continue to learn as I write, continue to learn as I create things. What else is there? I mean, learning to me is like the driving force. If, if you ever think like there's that joke, uh, I think it was I mean, New Yorker ma- magazine or something, like a, a guy in front of a, of a computer who's obviously been there forever, you know, like empty cups of coffee, all the rest of it. And the, the computer says you have reached the end of the Internet. that's it there's nothing left to search you've done it you've seen everything um i don't ever feel like i'm anywhere near there you know Mm -hmm. there's so much more that i want to learn and so much more that i think is worth learning and then as maury said there's a lot of love i have to give to other people who come into my orbit and a lot of compassion and i feel that way too I, i i i write my books for for people who i care about you know, uh, I write them that my family and friends and loved ones can read them and, 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 and get something out of them and understand where I'm coming from. I write them for all the many readers who I've never met but who have written me or who have supported me, who I care about, who are in my orbit, as Maury says, to try to show them that I care and have compassion for the things that are important to them. And then, of course, as Maury says at the end, when you're dead, you're dead a long time. So I'm trying to get all this stuff done right. before I die, you know. Because you're well, dead a long time. you've done a time. good job, Mitch. Yeah. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. We are the real Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who are you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of The Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why The Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are The Real Brady Bros. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. So I, I just want to thank, just use this podcast to thank everybody who's coming out uh, on these tours. We have a few more stops left to go uh, and different stores that we'll be doing, and even some in January that we'll be doing as well uh, as, as this, this particular book, The Little Liar, is very, very important to me. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a moving story, but I think it's an important story right now. And so I'm going to continue talking about it. But everybody, every one of you who has come up at one of these things or come and met me at a book signing or mailed in something or sent me a letter, I want you to know that I, I am so moved by it. I am so appreciative of it. And I never, ever, ever take it for granted. I always tell right. the story when I go to like a bookstore and I walk in and there's a big crowd at a bookstore. I always stand up on a chair. You know, I, I never like to sit down and start signing books. I always want to talk to everybody. And I usually stand up on a chair and I usually say the story about, I want to tell you about the first time I went out to a bookstore. Um, I had a book, it was a collection book called Live Album of my mm-hmm. columns for the Detroit Free Press. And 
they thought it would be a good idea to put together a, a collection book. I had been there about three or four years. And so we put together this book. It comes out, and they send me to a bookstore for a signing. And I go out to this bookstore, and they have a little table in the back. And I go and sit at this table in the back, and there is nobody there. Oh, jeez. Nobody oh, there at all. Nobody waiting. I should Nobody have been there. there. Now I feel guilty. And I am booked for two hours. Oh, no. So after about 20 minutes, you feel so self-conscious that you are like straightening up the pencils or you're, you're like <laughs> picking up little pieces of lint off the floor, you know, just trying to look like there's a purpose for you being there other than this right. embarrassingly lonely writer with a stack of books that nobody's buying. And finally... And a, a woman, probably, I guess, in her 50s or 60s, comes walking towards me sitting there with a big smile on her face. And I say, okay, at last, a customer. And she says, hi. And I say, hi. And she says, where are the cookbooks? Oh. <laughs> and, and I, I never forgot that. <laughs> I never forgot that. And oh, I always Mitch. tell the people in the, in the, in the stores now, I still live in, in sort of that semi-fear of that's what the day is going to be. It's where are the cookbooks, you know, and someone's yeah. going to ask me, and that's why I'm here. So I don't ever take anything for granted. I don't assume that there's going to be people reading my books or assume that there's going to be crowds of people wherever I'm speaking, and it means the world to me to, to meet those people and uh, to talk to them. So well, thank you, you know. That's the perfect segue, Mitch, to your your the the book contest we have to yes. thank your readers and to it's, thank our our tuesday people right right, right. So, so we announced uh well you explained it to everybody we announced a couple of weeks ago right we said that yeah a couple happen. a couple shows ago we announced that we would have a book um a giveaway that mitch uh, so kindly is go uh, just said he would sign personally sign and send five books to all of you so we got Mitch well over a hundred entries here for the book thing, a very successful book uh, uh, giveaway so far. So we're going to pull the five names right here live on air. Okay. Okay, great. So are you ready? Drum yes. roll, please. Da -da 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 That's the fake drum roll. <laughs> okay. First That's... up. See the drum roll have... clear clearing my throat. I, I have them on little pieces of paper here. First up, we have Sarah Riley. All right, Sarah, Sarah Riley is winner number one. Okay. Second, we have Carrie Black. All right, Carrie. Carrie with the C A R R I E Black. Okay, Carrie. Next, we have Kathy Lawless Logan. All right, Lawless Kathy. Logan. That sounds like a a great character <laughs> in like one of those Paramount right? Plus shows. Doesn't yeah. it? Lawless Logan. <laughs> He wouldn't take yes for an answer. All right, we'll uh, we'll, oh, we'll get that out. Okay, we're gonna get that one. That's three. Uh, we have Barry Kaplan. Barry Cap. All right. Yes, that's and here's our last one. Mitch, drum roll, drum roll, Mitch. Okay, we have Judy Furness. All right. Judy. So I'll be personally well, it was a lucky signing. day for the ladies, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be personally signing all of those, and we'll get them out this week for sure. Yes. Thank Very you, guys. Good. Thank Very you all good. for participating so, in that. That's really kind yeah, of so you. Our, I'll, I'll repeat them once more. We have Sarah Riley, Carrie Black, Kathy Lawless Logan, the best name in the world. 
Yeah. Barry Kaplan and Judy Furness. Yay! Thank you all for uh, the other 95 plus or whatever who wrote in. And uh, um, you know what? Why don't we do one more, Lisa? And one we'll more do it this way. No, we'll do it this way. We'll do okay. one more uh, write-in. But this time it's to give the book to somebody else for the holiday oh. season. Now, I'm going to trust people because they could lie and they could say it's for me. But, oh. but we're going to write like... Some holiday, I'll write a holiday message as a gift for somebody else. So you tell me what to write, you know, that, think of somebody that you would like. The, the book is about hope, forgiveness, truth, and love, a really long, epic love story. If you think of somebody who, who could use a book that deals with those themes, and you send us their name and the message you want to write to them as a gift for the holidays, and we'll get it back to you in time for the holidays. How's and are we doing we'll do one book five. for that? Or no, are we we'll do doing... another five. Oh, another five, Mitch. Another five. Hello. That's okay. Nice for you. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the five. I'll buy it. I get a good price. <laughs> I get a good price. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. We got so we'll do that between uh, this week and next week. And we'll announce the winners next week. Excellent. Welcome. But it has to be a gift for somebody. Think yes. of somebody else. You can't keep it for, for yourself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for that. Thank you, everybody on the road. I look forward to seeing anybody who's who's here in Florida or Cedar Rapids, Iowa or Traverse City, Michigan or or uh, where else? Oh, or Toledo, Ohio or uh, or many stops in Michigan, including Grand Rapids, where I'll be between now and the next two weeks. So please come out and say hi and please know. Uh, how much it means to me, uh, every single one of you. Um, I feel like I'm carrying a torch for Maury that he can't Aww. carry anymore. But I'm I'm the I'm the ripple in the pond when you throw the the stone in. I'm I'm one of the ripples that that goes out, and you become the ripples as well when we get a chance to meet. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, hopefully uh, next week we'll be able to do this from <laughs> not from an airport. Right. Uh, anyhow, I love that you're in an airport. That's so. Yeah. That's so Kathy Lawless Logan of you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Until we get a chance to speak to you again, don't forget the wetuesdaypeople.com on the web to find out more about our show, wetuesdaypeople.com. Uh, and with Lisa Goich, who produces the program, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.